0: Welcome to the Code Locker. The Code Locker where the hosts and guests will discuss real aspects of code enforcement from the locker room without bias. We'll talk about inspections, safety, community relations, debrief cases, and much more. This is for entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on this podcast reflect the opinions of the hosts and guests. They do not reflect the opinion of any department or entity. Now, grab a chair and your beverage of choice. Here are your hosts, Justin and Shane. I really enjoyed your book. I know there's a lot of colleagues that I've talked to that uh, have read The Arch, Um, but I wanted to just ask you, you're clearly a great uh, orator and uh, leader, and you've done a lot of research. You've read a lot. You practice what you preach. But I was curious, you mentioned that you do uh, consulting. Uh, You've also done um, speeches, keynote speeches for organizations such as the California Association of Code Enforcement Officers. Uh, If you could just share with us what what you do what your consulting uh, firm does also your book uh, that we keep bringing up the arch is uh, a a great read but just wanted to kind of hear about what you do uh, and and how you share your knowledge with uh, others
1: yeah so my company is called breaking the chain consulting Um, we are a leadership and team development company where um, the enemy that we're out there fighting um, is employee disengagement um, unfortunately, uh, most organ- in most organizations, you're looking at about um, anywhere between 65 to 70% disengagement in the workplace, um, which is absolutely tragic. Um, careers are really, really meant to be something that is fulfilling and enjoyable and fun. That's what it should be. In fact, if you look up what the word career originally meant, it comes from a middle French word, "carriare," And you know what it means? Running at full speed. That's what a career was supposed to feel like. Not drudgery, not misery, <laughs> not disengagement. It was supposed to feel like we're running at full speed. And that's not how it feels. And um, what we use with our organizations, we use two key frame, frameworks to re-engage teams. And those t- two key frameworks that we use is strengths-based leadership and organizational health. Um, strengths-based leadership, first, what it does is that um, you would take an assessment uh, from Strengths Uh And and I'm a Gallup-certified strengths coach, so you take an assessment that identifies your top talents. It's not a personality test. Your personality tells me nothing about how you perform. It just tells me about your personality. Oh, you're introverted, extroverted? Great. That's wonderful. Mm. She's a goofball. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Guy's guy's funny, great. But it doesn't tell me how you best (laughs) perform. Uh, And when it's all said and done, leadership and teams are all about performance. It's about accomplishing things. It's about getting stuff done. And so what this does is it identifies this is where you're most talented and it lets you know, here's your top five to 10 dominant talents of what you are most talented at. Um, And once you know that, then what a good Gallup certified strengths coach does is comes alongside and says, this is how you best use these talents to not only perform the activities and the goals that you need to do at work, but this is how you would best lead. This is how you would give people what they need, which is trust, compassion, stability, and hope in a very unique way that only you can do it. Because nobody has the same constellation of talents that you have. Hmm. It's a very, very powerful assessment, scientifically reliable and valid uh, resource that I use. Um, And then here's the whole goal. Like when you talk about affirmation, like if I know what your top talents are and I can affirm your performance and link it right back um, to our common cause and purpose, do you think you'd be one of those people, those 57% of people um, who left? (laughs) No. No way. Why would I leave? Why would I want to leave that environment? Right. Never. So it becomes a very key part of our framework. And then finally, creating organizational health, which is minimizing politics, minimizing self-serving agendas, um, minimizing confusion. Which is where we help organizations come in and clarify their purpose and their values. Um, and then then the byproduct of that is the next three things, which is high morale, high productivity, and low attrition. Which means we're keeping, we're retaining, we're attracting rock stars and our best talent. So that's what my organization tries to come in and do. Um, yeah, and then regarding the arch uh, framework for leadership in life, it just works off of a, uh, a metaphor um, of a Roman arch. You know, the um, one of the longest lasting and strongest uh, man-made structures out there is an arch. And and it's strong because it, it's comprised of three key elements, which, you know, you can read about in the book. But what I use is this this metaphor that if you structure your, your life using these three key elements that are very simple it's just very simple metaphor um you're going to be a very strong and stable structure because structures come under pressure and as a human being you're going to come under pressure you're going to face storms of adversity storms are not known for their mercy they're not known for relenting i mean yeah we had 2020 with COVID, and then 2021 was just another dumpster fire and 2022 <laughs> in some way is is looking like another one, right? Yeah. Storms of adversity are not known for their mercy.
2: Man, just storms. a different dumpster.
1: Exactly. A bigger one. Uh, yeah. And so the only way you're going to get through those storms of adversity is to be a strong compression structure, just like an arch. You as a human being can take an enormous amount of pressure. You can actually become stronger under pressure. But if you're not built right, if it's if your life is not built in a very strong way, like an arch, it will collapse. But if we can build you into a strong and stable structure, now you're in a great position to lead other men and women. So when they face their storm of adversity, you're equipped to be that guide that gets them through that. So that's, that's what the arch is all about.
0: Well, it's, it's a great book. Uh, I very, it was well-written, very easy to read uh, yep. uh, for myself. And I really took that away. Exactly. what You just said there was really one of the strongest points that I felt I connected with, with your book, but I've also seen you teach uh, at uh, group settings with, our, prof- our profession, our colleagues talking about uh, leadership and teamwork. And then I've also known and heard good things about your involvement with uh, cities and agencies, uh, building up executive teams and and staff, uh, giving them exactly that, the organizational health. And I think this is such a key component. Uh, and I wish every city would do something like that, to yeah. bring somebody with your expertise in and giving that guidance and building up teams and giving you know that that knowledge, um, just it would improve operations, improve leadership so much more uh, if we spread this you know more easily. And so you, you're doing a great job, um, and I, I I keep hearing good things. Yeah,
2: if you if, your if you're if you're listening and you are in charge of these decisions that bring people in for your team, hire this guy without a doubt for sure yes i'm not just saying that because i know him and i've taken his classes i mean without a doubt this is some of the best leadership and life um knowledge that you're going to gain um the arch in particular we talked about that it has a lot to do with you preparing yourself for these loads of life in your own personal life that's completely outside of leadership and organizations on an individual level it it, it affects you immensely and the things you can learn
1: thank you for your kind words on that guys you know and and and, you know justin you said that you you know that it you know that i try and give you great knowledge but i try to go even more than that it's less about what you know it's about more about how i want you to be and that's what we do is we want to come in and show you hey here's a different way to be and here's why here's why it's so important because when it's all said and done if we you know there's like these very five key elements of well-being and um well-being in our lives so we can have career well-being We've got social well-being, we've got community well-being, we've got physical well-being and financial well-being. So what do I mean by that? So career well-being means, means, okay, I I love what I do, I love what I get to do, I love where I work. Um, And you got social well-being. I love the group of people, my social network in my life, my family and friends. It's like really, you know, all those things are really strong. I've got good financial well-being. Things are going really well, things um, financially for me. I've got some extra money in the bank where we can go on nice vacations um, or staycations. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I've got my community well-being. I love where I where I live. And in fact, I love where I live so much I want to invest in it. Maybe I'll get involved in church or maybe I'll get involved in, uh, you know, other community projects. And then there's physical well-being where I'm, you know, physically healthy, both body, mind, spirit, soul, you know. Of those five that I mentioned, which one do you think is the underpinning the foundation of like if we don't get this one right the other four start to collapse
2: personal would be my guess
1: nope
2: nope oh geez I, oh man see i don't like okay, i'd like a guess I'm gonna here's, here's what the they are
1: one. again i'm gonna say that it's career social financial community and physical
2: i would what say are, community
1: nope it's career interesting it's career. Why do That's I, it's almost
2: like it? opposite of what you would think. Yeah. Because yeah. this is, I mean, that
1: these are the yeah. lies that were told at work. You got to keep work at work and, backwards. And, keep, and keep home at home. Don't bring your personal life into work. That's a bunch of BS. You can't do that. <laughs> no. In fact, your most authentic, your most genuine leaders and human mm. beings are the ones who are the same person at home as they are at work and vice versa. And, and to think that I'm not going to take, if I have, a, if I'm miserable at work, If I work for a miserable boss and a team that is stabbing me in the back and stabbing one another in the back and is engaging these self-serving political agendas, I'm not going to take that back home. In fact, listen to this powerful (laughs) study came out of Vanderbilt University. Um, They wanted to know if, if whether or not you're miserable at work or if you're even putting in extra hours at work, if how you feel about work when you come home, does it impact whether or not your child becomes a bully? interesting question, right? I don't know why they thought of that question, but they did. And it was a very interesting question. And what they found out is mothers, mothers who worked long hours and and maybe didn't feel so great about work and came home. It had little to no impact, had little to no impact on whether or not their child became a bully, which is kind of odd, especially when we know the the bond between a mother and her child, you would think that it would have an impact, but it didn't. Mm. But the men, the fathers, when they came home, and after working long hours and their child perceived them as either being miserable because of work or perceive them as working extra long hours, it dramatically increased the likelihood of that child becoming a bully. Now, if we take what bullies do and they go out into the world and go make somebody else's life completely miserable, and we know that some of the consequences of that can be depression, uh, demeaning their self-worth, all the way to the point of substance abuse and suicide. When we take a look at that, now, all of a sudden, it starts to become really, really real about why we want to make the conditions at work so good. This is why we want to get it right, because if we get it right in the workplace um, and also if we get it wrong in the workplace, I promise you getting it wrong and disengagement is going to cost you and the lives of those that you are uh, leading and who are working with you. is going to cost you a whole lot more than just your bottom line. If we get it right in the workplace, we get it right back home at our families, which, by the way, is the most important team no. you will ever be on. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we get it right back home at our families, we get it right back in society. So this is why it's this is why I'm so passionate about this. Is if we've got to get it right in the workplace, that's where it begins. And I'm not just making this up, by the way. The stuff about uh, well-being in the workplace, look it up. Gallup just put out a book in 2020 this year, "Well-being at Work." This is straight from their research. I'm not. I'm not making this up. The single most important foundational piece of well-being is career well-being. We need to create an environment where people feel like they're running at full speed, not like we're dragging them down with an anchor.
0: That was very well said. I, I completely agree, um, and uh, that it makes sense when you, when you you explain it the way that you just did. I know Shane and I had uh, different answers on on the initial question, but. Uh, it, I I can relate so much on how that impact from your career affects everything else uh, in your life. And so, um, again, that's why it's important, as you mentioned with the arch, uh, is, you know, the strength, strengthening, you know, yourself and your life. And um, because you hear that too often, whether you're a leader or not, if you got things going on at home, you got financial hardship You bring you're going to bring that because we're human. We're not robots. So it's going to have some effect. And just like you explained, vice versa with work, uh, work can come home with you. You try your best to to separate that. But it's it's pretty hard as a human being to to kind of block your emotions and understand what's what's at work and the stress and everything that goes on there. And then come home and, you know, with your kids, your your spouse, your family. um, It's a tough balance. but.
1: Yeah. And if you can, and if you can be that person, whether it be, you know, someone in a formal position of leadership, or even just informal as a teammate, if you can play a role in helping to build the confidence of one another, um, or another person, if you can play a role in affirming other people, um, d- how about doing this at work? One simple thing, instead of like, hey, bro, how you doing? Which is how we greet each other a lot of times. <laughs> um, the head nod, that's it. And actually come up and go, hey, up, Shane, how, you do- how, you, how you doing, man? No seriously, how how are you? How are things at work? How are things going? You know what what activities do you really enjoy, enjoy most at work? Which ones are just dragging you down, man? How can mm-hmm. I help you in some way? Little simple things like that. Where wow, the person to the right and to the left of me, and maybe above me, actually cares about me. Man, you get you take that back home. It's going to be a completely different experience.
2: Yeah, one of I've brought this up before. One of my best bosses I've had, I think just on a ground level, really could connect with people, they would go around and shake everybody's hand every morning and just kind of just make that connection, like really had a genuine interest of how we were, would sit and talk with us. And then, you know, you felt like you were a part of this team and this manager actually cared about what was going on. I mean, it wasn't even that big of a deal, you know, take the extra 10, 15 minutes in your morning, we show up, shake everybody's hand look them in the eye, ask them how things are going. And then that's it. And it was awesome. I mean, people really like that for sure.
1: And by the way, that human touch component, so key. Pat, literally physically patting someone on the back. Um, you know, if you you ever been on that, like, t, you know, the, the handshaking is so important by the way to shaking hands. That's mm-hmm. why it helps me with the knuckle bumps and the elbow bumps right now. I, I get it. You know, I, I get it because of the whole pandemic thing, but at the same time, we weren't wired for that. We're wired to physically oh. connect with one another, um, with with handshakes and with hugs. Um,
2: I mean, we've hugged before.
1: Every time I see you guys, every, every time I see you guys, it's it's a big fat hug. And and think about it, when you guys are on a team and you guys are firing off on all five on all five or six cylinders, right? You when you, you greet each other with a hug,
2: no. it's
1: what you do. And you know what's getting dumped in your body when you do it? And when I handshake you and when I pat you on the back, oxytocin, and you know what oxytocin is? It's the trust drug. It's the the neurotransmitter that we create that bonds us to one another. So the worst thing we could do actually is to be separating each other um, and not being in the workplace, not doing tasks and things together, where well, we need to we actually need to be physically around each other, patting each other on the back, shaking each other's hands when we're feeling tight and cohesive as a team, hugging and greeting one another, appropriately, of course. I would never say to do anything inappropriate. Right. But, <laughs> yeah. but, but you know what I mean. Don't it's, give me a hug. You know, look at your sports teams, the ones that are really bonding. Yep.
2: They're
1: they're hugging, they are physically connecting with one another. Yeah. Um, those those things are so so key. So when we talk about like, okay. That we can we can still do all these things remotely. You well, know, you can, but it ain't going to be as effective.
2: Mm-hmm. You're
1: going to be most effective as a team who's working close together, getting things done.
2: Yeah, it's more mm-hmm. superficial when it's done remotely. Yeah, just like, like what we're doing. Like doing like what we're yeah. doing in this podcast. Correct. <laughs> I was yes. going to address the elephant in the room. Oh come on, we don't have. A, we're not there yet. Maybe one day we'll have a studio or something, and then we can like bring people in. <laughs> oh or, hey, or, we're thinking or, big now. Love that.
0: Or or we can walk a vision. Yeah. Uh, we could uh we could touch
2: and hug through the the, the, the wonka vision. Yeah, go. the wonka vision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not think big?
1: We could call it the meta locker.
2: Yeah, there you go. There you go. Meta locker. I like it. And then <laughs> well, Elon Musk can buy nine percent of it. Yes, please do. Yeah. Take and some then, shares. Yep. Take, I don't care if you're on the board or not. I'll <laughs> take some cash. <laughs> think, yeah.
0: Well, this is, uh, this is great guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, I think this is just an awesome topic. I mean, Shane, I, we could probably do several episodes on just how broad yeah. this topic is. And obviously with, uh, all the knowledge and experience that, uh, Jim has, uh, this won't be the, the only interaction that we have No, absolutely. This show.
2: Yep. Jim, Bye. we'd love, we'd love to have you back. You know, I talk about team building more on leadership you know Very go more right. into your book and you're breaking the chain consulting just yeah. any everything and anything that you teach on and do and I've had the pleasure of those classes we'd love to have you back to just yeah. continue touching on these topics for sure
1: well I would be honored uh, to be invited back and uh count me in I'll 100 be there I love what you guys are doing um in fact I was sitting on a, a panel today for a, a local organization in the area and was telling them about your code locker podcast. And they, no. know, and they all know you guys. They know you guys. And oh geez. Like, oh, you know these guys started this? And and so yeah, I, I sent it to them. So hopefully they're, you know, I, I've expanded your listening by two.
2: Nice. Awesome. They knew us <laughs> probably three people now.
1: <laughs>
2: this is a uh this is a local organization, government agency. I'm assuming? yes,
1: yes, yes it was <laughs> I was sitting on an on an interview panel for uh for a code enforcement position. And they oh, knew wow. about us, huh? Well, no, they know about it because I told them.
2: Oh, okay. oh, oh, oh. Well, that's okay. That makes more yeah,
1: sense. It still works. It still works. Yeah. And I'm spreading the good gospel of what you guys are doing. That's it's great. What you guys are doing.
2: I like that. Is I like that they brought you in for an interview. I was gonna say that's
0: uh that'd be that'd be very interesting to walk in and, and have uh, Jim sitting across the table.
2: Yeah, that'd be pretty intense. It, and you know what? And I like that because me I've talked to Justin about this and brought this up, I think on the first or second episode about getting individuals that fit what we're trying to do on a personal level, on an internal part, more than just the certs and the knowledge and you know, all that other stuff, the confidence, the common sense, their leadership abilities that they show their humility, all that stuff to me is like way more big time than the other stuff. So that's pretty awesome of that agency to recognize what you do and to like bring you in on a panel.
1: That's, well, i mean best, that's that's huge the best part is and, and a lot of my clients have been able to get them to go away from a lot of the typical interview questions like oh, okay. tell us a little bit about yourself you know stuff like that or uh um, like long
2: walks on the beach
1: <laughs> what are your strengths and weaknesses and then you get some really lame answer oh. where they where they say something like you know what i just care too much man or oh. I, 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 just, <laughs> I work too hard
2: yeah i take work home with me It's <laughs> my biggest and, biggest you know, weakness.
1: What, yeah i want to get away from those and it's like like what you said shane it's about it's about, is this person going to fit? Yeah, is this yep. person going to fit with what we, be, what we believe, why we do what we do? Um, that's what you're looking for. Is this, does this person believe in the same thing we believe in? So like little simple questions like this. I, I love this interview question. I try and get my, my clients to use this one all the time. Hey, tell me about a time when life just handed, to, handed it to you. When it just knocked you to your knees and what was it and how did you respond? And it's such a great question because, number one, you're inviting them to be vulnerable. Do I got somebody here who's willing to be vulnerable? In other words, now I'm starting to identify somebody. Are they willing to be courageous? <laughs> are they willing to take a risk? Um, and then now it starts. And, and, that, and when the, if they're willing to do that, then it starts to, then I start to listen for things like this. Like, what pronouns are they using when it comes to describing the event? Is it a bunch of I, me, or you, or they screwed it up? Um, or this is, you know, and they start to play victim or they start to blame, or do they say, they start to admit, Hey, here's some of the mistakes I made. I actually needed to ask for help. And now I start to identify, Oh, I got a team player here. I got somebody who's going to be vulnerable and to be a team player just by asking one simple question or a simple question like this. Hey, say, for example, you walked into a locker, uh, not a locker room, but you walked into a room and this theme song could be played every time you walked into a room, what would it be? What would your theme song be, Shane? oh man i knew this was coming
2: uh, i don't know i, I don't know. know you got one I, I really don't and and this is and you can talk to anybody i know i listen to such a wide range of music pick one um, man and a thought uh, oh man i don't know I, let me think let me think go to justin, right, justin oh
1: jeez.
2: <laughs> oh uh, well, don't,
1: don't throw it at me if you don't know yeah what would your theme song be? You, this could be played every time you walk into a room. What would it be?
2: Oh, okay. I,
1: it, it? What is it? There,
2: there, there's one. What is that?
1: I can't even hear it. What is it? Can you can't even hear it? No, you're, you're you're gonna have to edit this in.
2: It's I Have oh. the Tiger.
1: Oh, it says I'm playing music. <laughs> can you hear it?
2: <laughs> it's the Imperial like it.
1: March of Star Wars. March. Yeah, it's awesome. Wow. you are gonna go straight, <laughs> straight villain.
2: I've been obsessed with this song by Cody Jinx called, uh, it's called mama song. Okay. And and it's him uh, giving a shout out to his mother about how even when times were hard, he's trying to make it as a country artist, you know, she gave him money to, you know, prevent him from losing his truck when he was like just selling guitars in LA and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's kind of like an ode to her, you know, and he's not good with words. So he got his favorite pen and just started writing this song
1: yeah i love so, that and so, so why would I, I ask? so why would i ask this question why do you think
2: kind of lets you know what people are thinking like uh, not my, what
0: they're thinking is, but for the record mine will be we are the champions by queen
1: i love it i love it and that's, here's what I would that's one of my favorites here's what i would do with that question first of all i would i would i would probe even deeper ready I, I i'd go more like hey tell me more about that shane like dude, why why is that 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 song with that connection with with the mom and what mom did for her, why is that so important to you? Yeah. And I'd get that answer. And then with you, I'd say, hey, why why do you pick we are the champions? What is it about that? And so here's the thing. The first thing, if I get somebody who's who's doing that, who will answer that question, the first question, like at first Shane, you were like, oh man, I don't know. I can't think of anything. Or if you get somebody that says, nah no, I I got nothing, I don't, I would never hire that person. And here's why. Hmm. They're not willing to play. They're not willing to be playful. And I want to hire somebody on a team that's going to be fun and playful because if we can't have fun and be no. playful with what we do, I don't want you on the team. You're not, you just wouldn't be a good fit. No. Um, the other thing it does is it starts to provide me a window is, into what's important in your life. Um, those are, again, another moment of, is this person willing to expose themselves, take a risk and be courageous? You know, things that I would want a team member to do. No. Little simple questions like that that start to expose the character of who they who they are just by asking fun human questions. Um, and because it's it's about, just like what you said earlier, Shane, it's about getting the right fit on the team. I don't yeah. care if they can do the job. I can teach them the skills.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We can teach them that. You should already know their skills before you even sit down and talk with them because they've sent you a thing called a resume and an application. <laughs> yeah. You should already know that. We need to be asking questions about-
2: With the mission statement on it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know or what is the mission here's our mission statement What does it mean to you? Give me an mm-hmm. example of how you how you've used this mission in your own personal life Yeah, things like that. I,
2: so. I like the first question you asked. I actually at a um, not in government work private sector, someone asked me that once for a, a position I was going for of give me a time where you were um how do how they word it So what was your question say your question again.
1: Oh, uh, tell me oh, a time when I just handed it to you and knocked you on your knees.
2: Yeah, it was. It was like that. It was, but they phrased it in a way It was like your hardest time where you had to like get up, you know, get yourself back up and get moving. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, I thought that was an awesome question because it, it, it put you in a spot. You, I mean, everybody knows that moment for them. I don't care how far you progress, everybody's got that moment that they can like go to like that. So that's awesome. I'm yeah. glad the agency's doing that.
1: Yeah, it's smart. Yeah. And so, yeah, I've actually got a whole list of different, like, okay, here, here's things that we want to look for. We're looking for trust. We're looking for someone who will build their confidence. We're looking for someone who's going to play. We look for these key characteristics. Here's the questions that we would ask that would, that would start to unveil and unpack and reveal that. Um, so yeah, those are, those are things that I, um, that my organization tries to do and, and bring in, um, get them to start picking. Let's start promoting the right people. Let's start picking the right people. Um, let's not pick them for the job because they're good at what they do. Let's start picking them because they're already thinking, acting, performing, and behaving like a leader already. And if there's two things that a leader must do, build a team and get other teams to work with, or get their team to work, work with other teams. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much leadership in a nutshell. Those are the the two activities you've got to be able to do. Well, why don't we start teaching and preparing our people to start doing that where they're at instead of just promoting people because they're a really good code enforcement officer that doesn't tell me whether or not they can lead right. women. So we need to start preparing them differently. So let's yeah. start asking different questions. Let's start preparing them differently.
2: Yeah. That's so smart. Yeah. I like that. Wow. I like that a lot. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'll have an interview like that one day.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I look forward to it as well. Yeah. Well, if you guys just visit www.BreakingTheChainConsulting.com, you too can have Jim. you come and uh, give you some great, Interview
2: questions. I like that way to throw that in there.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. You're man. You're great website.
2: You got this ironed out. You're so good at this. I love it.
1: Hey, by the way, I got another book coming out too.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Breaking news. Breaking news. All right. You heard it here. You you heard
1: it here. That's right.
2: (laughs) I'm excited. You got a name for the book, or uh, I I do. I do. suspense.
1: No. So right now, it's tentatively. Tentatively um called kind of a controversial title um stop being nice why our most important teams um are so unhealthy and disengaged and how to bring them back to life
2: all right wow i'm definitely interested we're all about controversy here yeah we try to to keep it real as possible that's for sure (laughs) Um, we'll look forward
0: to it yeah 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 yeah. do you have a timeline on that in the 2023
1: or yeah no i would say i'm probably about three quarters of the way done. Um, uh, once once I get done with my home remodel, I'm hoping to really kind of uh, b- bury myself into this even further. I'm really excited about this book. I I, I think it's great. We'll see if my editor thinks it's great. Because when I first <laughs> told her the uh, title, she's like, oh, I don't know, Jim. Uh, <laughs> I said, just hang with me. Don't get all nicely correct on me. Just right. just, just, yeah. just hang with me. Uh, Work with so, me here. Yeah, no, it, it really gets into, nice is not what we think. Mm-hmm. It's not what we think. And but and we've kind of muddied down this word um, into a way that is really debilitating our teams. And, and sure. instead, we need to have an antidote to nice. And and the book is all about the antidote to nice.
0: Yeah. Wow. Oh, this is, yeah. Excited to, to
2: see is, that come out. <laughs> is there a point in the book where we talk about it's OK to be direct and honest and that doesn't mean you're not nice?
1: That is well, that would be the antidote to nice is to be direct, honest, give people something that's useful, serviceable, and good, yet do it, it in a way that doesn't shatter their confidence.
2: Perfect. I like it.
1: If yeah. there's cause... a word there's a word for that, which I'll I'll save that for the book. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> suspense. Yeah. Now you gotta you gotta wait. Now you gotta wait. <laughs> the rest of us read it, work on my adjectives and adverbs.
1: Hey, and one last thing, if people are interested in getting the book, of course they can go get it on Amazon. And I'm very I am very proud of it. I, I did want to make this book um to be something that was two things just just um human and accessible. i just wanted to just write it in like just very as conversational as i possibly could and i also wanted it to be useful so at the end of each chapter not only is there a bullet point summary of everything that we've gone over just like the key points but here's a useful practical thing that you can do in fact uh at the end of the of each chapter it says um do important things that other people don't do <laughs> um, and so here's here's just a thing that you can go put into action based on what you just read. Yeah. I want it to be very action-oriented. So um yeah, you can get it on Amazon, uh, but you could also go to thearchbook.com where if you buy it there, um, I will um I'll set, I'll eat the shipping costs, no problem. I'll send it to you and I'll also send you a personalized message as well. Uh wow. and sign, sign it That's for really you. Cool. So yeah. You can't get that when you go to Amazon. So if yeah. you go to thearchbook.com and buy it there, um that's it's a way for me to give you a little bit more personal touch. And I also send you a little letter as well. That's so cool. Um, and then, uh, yeah, yeah. So that's it. And that's again, cool. if you wanted to visit my website again, it's www.breakingthechainconsulting.com. You can also send me a personal email at J that's J U H L at breakingthechainconsulting.com. And I will answer, I will respond to you. I'm all the things that I do, you know, obviously I got to put, um, you know, food, uh, food on my family's <laughs> plate. but this is not, a, th- th- these things aren't money grabs. The most important thing for me is to get the message out there no. to get, to get this antidote to disengagement out there. Cause it can be done. The recipe for leadership is really, really simple. It's application is not easy. It requires putting aside your ego, but man, if you're willing to make that choice to be that leader, um, then I think we've got a, a resource and a product for you. Um, That will help transform your teams and your organizations, and and take them to where they deserve to be.
0: So true. Yeah. Well, you do great things, so we appreciate this and
2: uh, awesome, Jim. We appreciate your time, man. I I can't say enough about you and your your time. Thank you so much for wanting to come on. Uh, uh, you guys. You guys are so much. A bunch of small timers here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We we can we can say it all started here. Yeah, it
2: all started here in the. so
1: you guys are doing great work. What you're doing for your industry is huge. Um, I love reading the reviews that you guys have gotten too, you know, and these are people from, uh, you got some people from different, different regions of the United States. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. so awesome. Yeah. Think about, think about that. What you're doing is big, man. That's, yeah. that's, that's profound. And all these big things actually start really, really small and humble, just like you guys are doing it. So I'm yeah. proud of you guys. Way to go. rock. Thank
2: you. you. Well, thank fun. you. We appreciate it. I feel so good now. <laughs> <laughs> virtual
1: man. hugs all around. Is, yeah, virtual yes. hugs. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Not one of those stepbrother awkward hugs. Not one. No,
2: absolutely not. You're not gonna watch the movie again. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> well, you're on staycation, you'll be able to. <laughs> right. Yes,
2: there you go. Y'all have plenty of time.
1: <laughs> well, thanks, thank awesome. you. This thank you, pleasure. Jim. You bet, well, guys. God bless you guys. You too. Have a good Hi, shane. Until all next right.
2: time. Jim, you got a glass?
1: I got a glass. Well, I have a ton of
2: right. Okay. Hey, till next time.
1: Until next time, guys. Till next time.
2: Thanks for joining us on the Code Locker. Be sure
0: to message us for questions or topics you'd like to hear. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Remember, friend, stay safe out there.